You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. In Jesus' name we worship. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise to Jesus in the highest. We thank God for this brand new day, this brand new month, the first Saturday in April. Glory to Jesus. Thank God for keeping us alive. We adore the name of the Lord and we say his name be praised forever in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm glad to welcome you back to New Wine. I believe that by the grace of God that you have participated in that praise and worship. Indeed, may our praises never cease in the name of Jesus Christ. This morning we go right into the Word and we continue from where we stopped in the month of March. Recall that in the month of March we began a series on the revelation of Jesus Christ called I Am. I Am. And we have taken some of the I Am statements of the Lord Jesus Christ as seen in our reference book, the book of John. We started the teaching by saying that we would be studying Jesus, his revelation, through the book of John. And we have started to take some of the topics. Recall we've taken, I am the light of the world. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And by God's grace, all these messages are available on our platforms. Please go there and pick it. And the Lord will bless you as you not only listen, download and share with your friends in the name of Jesus. But adventure, you have comments, you have questions, feel free to send them to us. God will give us grace to be able to respond to your questions. The goal is for us to all grow into Him who is the head so that we become more and more like Him as we look into His Word. So this month in April, we will continue on the same trajectory. We're still going to be talking about I am, the I am statement of Jesus, and we'll dig deeper and deeper as we go through this month and conclude it this month by the grace of God. Our topic for today is I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. So please let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, we know that you are here already, Rabbi, that you will teach us. Lord, we pray that you will give us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will unlock to us mysteries in your word, in the name of Jesus Christ. But Lord God, above all, that we will be doers, doers of your word, so that we will receive the blessedness of doing your word, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we pray for clarity, for simplicity, Lord God, and for effectiveness of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let the word touch every single person in every single way that you have intended this morning. In the name of Jesus. To you alone be all praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. So we go straight to our passage for for today. And it is a very, very long passage. I'm not going to be able to read everything. Um, the actual verse that I want to zero in on, you'll find that in verse 35 of the book of John chapter 6, verse 35. And it says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. I like the way Jesus speaks emphatically, boldly, very clearly, definite words. Making very strong and bold claims. It says, I am the bread of life. Anyone who comes to me 
shall never hunger. Really? And he who believes in me shall never thirst. In the fashion of Jesus, you know, this is, this is, what, this is what he does. <laughs> when he, uh, he met that woman in John chapter 4 at the well of Jacob, he was using a similar symbolism. The woman came to fetch water at about 12 noon and everywhere was hot. And Jesus was telling her, he said, woman, you don't need to do this anymore. If you meet me, the one who will give you the water that will lead to eternal life. He said, you don't need to come here. The woman said, please give me that water. I don't want to come here anymore. So he was basically saying the same thing to these Jews here. He said, if you eat me, you will never have to be hungry again. And if you drink what I have to offer, you will never be thirsty again. But this is a loaded, loaded, loaded verse. This runs all the way from verse 1 to verse 70 of the book of John chapter 6. So we will take a time to peel it. We cannot read all of it. So we will peel it gradually. Gradually. Because in it you see diverse symbolism. In the usual fashion of Jesus Christ. Diverse symbolism. When he was speaking about light, he used symbolism. When he was speaking about way, he used symbolism. Truth, life, he used symbolism. So this is not different. But as usual, the Jews have a talent for misunderstanding Jesus. There are people who are not very different from us. There are carnal people. And when I say carnal, I do not necessarily mean sinful. There are people who seem to have a basic level of spiritual appreciation. However, because of their plural mindset, when it comes to the things of God, they cannot see beyond the realm of the natural. So when Jesus uses symbolism to try to teach them, of course, because they can't understand spiritual things without using symbolic parallels in the natural realm. Even the so-called symbolism in the natural realm, they misunderstand it almost always. And this is exactly what happened here. If you go back to... The beginning of this book of John chapter 6, you will understand why Jesus used bread of life in verse 35. Because something had happened. If you start from verse 1, the Bible says, after these things, so there were a lot of engagements in chapter 5, arguments in chapter 5. Jesus had healed the man at the pool of Bethesda. Everybody was mad. The Pharisees wanted him dead. What is he talking about? Who is this guy that thinks he can forgive sins? They tried to kill him. You know, a lot of things had happened. So the Bible was saying, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Hmm? Verse 2. Bible says, then a great multitude followed him. Why? Because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. Hmm. Oh Lord Jesus, help me this morning. The Bible says, they followed him because they saw that this man is a miracle worker. They followed him because of the signs he did on many people who had diseases. The Bible said his fame had gone round about all the places where he ministered. They know that signs follow him. Acts 10, 38 speaks about how he went about doing good, healing the sick. So they've heard about that God is with this man. So the Bible said the multitude started following him. 
You know, if you check number of believers today in the world, or number of Christians, you're going to see over a billion people, close to two billion people. Question. If indeed we have two billion people, close to two billion people, who have met this Jesus, this real Jesus, the totality of Jesus, and this world is still this dark, we are not doing something right. Why? This Jesus is supposed to, and he really is the light of the world, and has empowered those who follow him to become light of the world. If we are this many, if, even if our light is touch lights, if we put two billion touch lights together, our impact should be felt on this planet. Ladies and gentlemen, there is so much darkness. Meaning that there is something not so right about either the Jesus we have met or how we have met him. The Bible said they followed a miracle worker, a healer. We say we have met Jesus. A lot of people have met Jesus. You know, I went visiting um, on Sunday after service. Went to visit some of the fellowship centers uh, where I pastor. And I, I went with um, my associates, you know, just to fellowship with them. And we we went there fellowship. But after fellowshipping, and we were going out, and uh, I was being accompanied back uh, to the road. And I, I started seeing churches, small streets, very small streets. And from what I heard, and, you know, what my hosts were describing to me, that there were maybe more than five churches on that single street. You know, I'm a pastor, so that should make me excited. And I'm happy that we have many more churches. But what I'm not happy about is that we have so many more churches. Churches that are filled with people who are supposed to be light. And the world is still so dark. Something is not adding up. We say we are the salt of the earth. And so should we be. Jesus said we should be. Salt of the earth. Go and read Matthew chapter 5. Start from verse 13. We're supposed to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. But there is still so much corruption in the world, even in the church. Something is not right. We have not met the real, the real Jesus. We met the attributes of Jesus, not the person of Jesus. He is the truth. But we have been found as liars. We are peddling some kind of enterprise in the name of church. We are trying to advance our personal empires in the name of church. We are, we are loading up treasures for ourselves on earth instead of in heaven. We are scheming and scamming men. That is not the truth. The truth did not do that. We can't say we are following the truth and we are his representatives on earth. And we are like this, full of corruption and feasting on corruption. Living large on corruption. I'm not speaking only about our leaders. I'm speaking about everyone who calls himself a member of the body. And I love and respect the body. But we must be like the head. The body should not be different from the head. The head is Christ Jesus. The body is the church. We cannot afford to be different. Head cannot be Coca-Cola and the body will be Fanta. We are doing something wrong. Because we are not truly connected to the head. We have carried a mask that looks like the head and put on our head. 
Our body is still on this planet and the system that runs us is the system of this world. That ought not to be so. We claim that he is the life and we saw it last week that indeed he is the life, the zoe of God. And everything about us shows a different kind of life. That cannot be him. These people were not interested in meeting Jesus. They only followed because of the signs, because of the things that they hear that Jesus does. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He's a person that gives jobs. He's a person that gives you grace to get visa. That's why we are following him. Let's be honest with ourselves this morning. Bible said they followed him because they saw the signs. Let's continue reading, please. Bible says in verse 3, And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. You see, notice the difference. The multitude followed him because of the signs. Then when Jesus saw them, he left them. And he went to sit alone with his disciples. Multitude versus disciples. Bible says in verse 4, Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seen a great multitude coming toward him. And he said to Philip, one of his disciples, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Jesus knows these people. They are coming for something. They are coming because they have seen signs. But this number of people are in this kind of place. We have to find something to give them. So Jesus said, Philip, we need bread. But the challenge is that we are far away from town. Where can we get bread to feed these people? And of course, we know the rest of the story. How the people um, were told to sit down. And I, I'm not going to go into all this today. You know, Jesus was teaching us leadership principles, administrative principles. And this is why I laugh when some of some people who are very spiritual in quotes. Uh, laugh at some other people who have the gift of administration that say, oh, you're not spiritual. You guys are just paper pushers. You're just program organizers. No, no, no. There's more to it. Jesus was teaching us principles of program planning here. He was teaching us admin principles, but I, I don't have time. I'm just looking at my time. I don't have time to go through. If you read from um, say from verse verse 4, read all the way, read all the way to maybe verse 14, you will see what I'm talking about. But that's not my that's not my emphasis today. Let me go to 22. Let me go to verse 22. Bible says, On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there, except that the one which disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone, However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread and after the Lord had given thanks. Okay, let me summarize this because I've jumped a lot. And for those of us who are not very familiar with scriptures, we may not understand why um, I just read what I read. So, the people were hungry. The people came to Jesus. They were very many. The Bible says 5,000 men without counting the children and the women. So, if if I'm allowed to make assumptions. So for every man that was there, you will expect at least a woman. And for every woman that was there, at least you expect maybe a child. Some will have more than one. So maybe some will have zero. Some will have four or five. So if you average it, you're talking about people in the neighborhood like about 15,000 people. 
Bible says they were all fed. So after feeding them, Jesus departed from them. So Jesus left them. Do you know why Jesus left them? The Bible says, if you read verse 15, see the people wanted to make Jesus king. They say, hey, somebody can be feeding us for free like this. Give away, give away. And you see, this is our giveaway generation. You are going to Instagram looking for giveaway, putting your account number. He said, these people were trying to make Jesus king by force. Verse 15 said, therefore Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. So he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. So Jesus had run away from them. So what we read here now from verse 22 was saying they were looking for Jesus desperately. That when, when does he think he can run to? You think you can run anywhere? You that you can do miracles, you can heal us. We don't need what health organization again. We don't need hospitals. We don't need clinic. We don't need public health centers. And now, you can feed us. Ah, we don't need to farm again. We don't need to do anything. Any day we are hungry. We just say, Jesus, feed us. Oh, this wasn't coming from space. This was coming from somewhere. You will understand why they were doing that. The Bible said, if you go to... I'm jumping a lot because I don't want to read everything. It's a lot. So they, they came to Jesus. On the other side... They rushed to him to say, oh, Jesus had escaped from us now. And when they had met Jesus, see what the Bible says in verse 30. Verse 30 of the same book of John chapter 6. We're already reading the book of John chapter 6 today. He said, therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So it's all about the bread, gentlemen. The Bible said they crossed over to the other side. There was a, a, a sea, a sea of Galilee. Hmm? So they had to board vehicles. They entered boats. Maybe they paid. Maybe it was their own boat. Maybe it was their first boat. I don't care. The thing is they took a risk. Maybe paid a price to cross the sea. To go and meet Jesus. You would think that they were really seeking Jesus. Wouldn't you? No. No, they weren't seeking Jesus. Let's continue reading. I read verse 23 before. 22. Let me go to 23 now. The Bible says, However, the other boat came from Tiberias, near the place where they ate bread, after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. Seeking Jesus? For where? They were not seeking Jesus. So in the next verse, verse 25, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, 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 when did you come here? Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, listen, please, brother, listen, in verse 26, Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because of what you saw in the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Brethren, Jesus knows your motives. Believe me. Oh, you you think you can fool him with this your desperation? No, you cannot. You cannot. He knows their time. That the fact that they crossed the sea, entered those boats, wasn't because they were seeking Jesus. They were seeking something 
that they thought Jesus would give. That's it. You come to church, you read your Bible, not because you love Jesus, no. You are doing it because you have a prayer request. Jesus is saying, that is good, but it's not good enough. It's not going to last. Why? Once you receive what you are looking for, you have no more needs to seek me. And then you are going to die spiritually after you have got what you wanted. Oh, people got miracles and still went to hell. Oh, you have no heard. People got healed. And even after getting healed, they still refused Jesus. Last week, I ran into a video on Facebook. Bishop Wale Oke was sharing. And he said that many years ago, he was at a crusade. Somewhere in Ibadan. And that um, he was praying for people for healing. You know, it was a miracle crusade. Healing crusade. And different, different people came. Blind folks, crippled folks, people who were impotent, people, people who had all sorts of issues. And the power of God was mighty in the house. And many people received their healings. And after the healing session, testimonies were called. So people came out to testify. And he said there was a man there whose eyes had been opened. The man came blind. And his eyes became open. He was healed of blindness. And the man testified. Now oh, he came blind. People knew him that he was a blind man. And he was healed. And of course, the pastor prayed for them and all that, you know, all those things we do. And everybody went and they got his details. So they were trying to follow up. So they went to his house. Visitation team went to his house. And were trying to follow up. Ah, uh, we didn't see you at service um, yesterday. So we came to just check on you, you know, so that we help you in your journey as you have given your life to Christ and all that. The man said, no, 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 no. Don't, don't make a mistake. Don't mix this things up. The man said, I am a Muslim. In fact, he said the man spoke it in Yoruba. That I am a Muslim. Hmm? I heard that this Jesus, he can open my eyes. That is a miracle worker. That's why I came to the crusade. He said, no, I didn't come to become a Christian. I thank him because I am huge. I used to be blind. Now I can see. He said, no, it cannot be heard that someone like me will now become a Christian. So the man came for the signs. He came for the bread. And he chose to ignore the one who is the real bread of life. He will answer to God on his own. This is the state that many of us are in. We come to Jesus because of what we can get. Your bread may be different from my bread. As far as these guys were concerned, they were hungry folks who were asking for physical bread. So that was why they were chasing Jesus. And they seemed to be able to go to any length to get that bread soft. The hunger issue soft. Oh, I see many of us today. We jump from one crusade to crusade, one conference to conference, one encounter meeting, one miracle meeting to another. It's not Jesus you are looking for. Please, let's tell ourselves the truth. Oh, some will say, it's anointing I'm looking for. That anointing is your bread. If that's the reason you are jumping around, 
It's impartation I'm looking for. That's why I'm jumping around. That impartation has become your bread. Why don't you go for him who is the bread of life? And that river will start flowing from inside of you. That bread that makes for eternity will then become your real life. Some of us, our bread is a six-digit salary job. I don't even think six digits is enough these days. Seven digits. For some of us, our bread is a spouse. That's why we are following Jesus. The moment you get that spouse, you're, you're off. Some of us, it's something else. It's an admission. Some of us, it's that car I want to buy. It's that house I want to build. It's that child I want to have. God knows your bread. Jesus said, you, you are not following me because... Because you, you want to meet me. Because you want me. No, you are following me because of what I have. What you can take from me. We are following Jesus because of what we can take from him. He said, no, that's not how you get it. I can give bread. But I'm not only a giver of bread. I am the bread of life. Be careful how you seek bread. Because as long as you keep seeking bread, you go and take the one that is loaded with brobates. And we have them all over the place. They know that what you are looking for is miracle. They will package it. But inside the miracle, there are worms. As you are biting the miracle, you are biting the worms. Oh, go all over social media. You will see so-called miracle centers. Doing fetish things, clearly fetish things. And you will see people saying, Mother God, prophesy. But prophesy what exactly? Prophesy what exactly? You can see by the fruits, this is not a man of God. This is a man of Juju. But because of the bread you are looking for, you put your head down. And they prophesy nonsense upon your head. Many have gone to look for children from sources that they know are not from God. Oh, the Abbalists know that you people are so touched these days. You will not come to their shrines. So they will repackage as miracle workers and set up ministries and be doing things that are clearly against Jesus, the word of life. And you will go there. Other matters, I need my miracle. Once I get my miracle job, I'll go back to my real church where they teach the word of God. You are fooling yourself. With that bait you are taking, you are going to take the hook too. It's not free. It's not free. You are partaking of the covenant that runs the shows where you are going to take your fake miracles. You are partaking of the covenant. So Jesus said, I know what you are looking for. It's not me you are looking for. It's food you are looking for. It's food you are looking for. Brother, sister, listen to me. I don't know what your own food is that you are looking for, but put it aside. Chase Jesus and that food will chase you. He said, these things that you are looking for, they are made to follow you. Seek first my kingdom and its righteousness. And these all other things will come after you. They will come after you. Jesus says, see, don't get into this rat race of chasing the kind of food that cannot sustain you. Let me go back to my reading. I read verse 26. Let me go to verse 27. The Bible says, do not labor for the food which perishes. Lord Jesus, help me. He said, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. 
Jesus was saying here something very deep. He said, you have to labor for food. Hmm? Bam. That is given. He said, whether it is physical food or spiritual food, labor is involved. I know some of us don't like this. Some of us spiritual folks, we think following Jesus is easy peasy. No, it's not. It's work. If you're going to walk with him, you're going to have to work hard. Following hard after him. He said, Jesus has finished all the work. Jesus has finished the work. So that we can begin our own. Which is to follow him. It takes a, a lot of effort, labor, to follow him. Oh, we are laboring from a place of rest. Knowing that this person we are following is not doing hide and seek. He's not running away from us. He is available to us. But we need discipline to follow him. So he's saying, whether it's physical food or spiritual food, labor is involved. See, that's what the Bible says. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures. That is, labor for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. Basically. Number two points that Jesus made here is that there are two kinds of food, as you can see here. He said there is one that is perishable. There is one that tends to everlasting life. He said this perishable food, which I gave you, by the way, a couple of days ago, where all of you sat down and you ate this bread and sardines. He said, see, that food is perishable. And as you can see, you are hungry again. That's why you are chasing me. <laughs> Even though I'm the one who gave you the food, that food which you ate was physical food. You have eaten it, you are hungry yet. So, Bridget, see, this your chasing things. It will not stop you. It will not. As you chase this one thing and Jesus does it for you, next thing you are chasing another thing. Say, why are you chasing these things? Why don't you just take the whole bank? Get the entire package. And that's where we always have issues. We only want the assets of Jesus. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You must take my assets, my liabilities, and my interests. Because there is cross to carry when you follow me. Eh? You need to defend this thing that you are carrying because as a result of the things you are carrying, you will attract persecution. You will suffer persecution. So you need to take the whole package. We say, no, just give us the asset parts. But the book will not be balanced. That your balance sheet will be imbalanced. If what you have alone is asset. Ah, no, no, no. He said, you must take my equity interest. You must carry the liability and put it in the book. Your equation will not balance. So Jesus is saying, even though I have given you food, even that food I gave you is physical. And it is perishable. It is perishable. Even though I'm the one that gave it to you. If you go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 17. Jesus was saying, guys, don't you understand? 15, 17, Matthew. He said, don't you understand? Everything that we eat through the mouth. He said, it goes out through the other side. He said, it cannot stay. It is nature. It's only passing through. Every food you put in your mouth, it only goes out through the other channel. It's only passing through. It is temporary. Just like everything I will ever give you in this life, it is temporary. You ask for children, it is temporary. In heaven, it is per head. Only you will answer your case. 
You ask for a wife, it is temporary. It's only on this part of the planet it makes sense. After it, it does not make sense. You alone will stand before God and give account. If you ask for husband, only you will go to heaven. In heaven, we don't marry. There is no Mr. and Mrs. in heaven. You ask for a ministry. There is no other ministry in heaven. Your church will not have a corner in heaven. He said it is temporary. You ask for a job. Lord, I want to get that certification. I want to become shattered. Your being shattered will not matter in heaven. All of you will be shattered on earth. He says whatever you get by chasing me, it will not last forever. It will not. It is perishable. Even the manna that rains from heaven, it is very shameful. God rained that manna. And this was what the people were looking for. Say, okay, God rained manna for 40 years. He said, if Jesus guy can just be, you know, manufacturing food from nowhere, if we tag along, and that's what we're doing, if we tag along, we will never be in lack. Jesus said, even the manna that was rained, the manna is pretty shameful. I think I should read this one. Follow me to the book of Exodus. Let's go look for it. God gave them manna. Uh, Exodus chapter 16. Let me read uh, verse 19. Let me read from verse 13. Exodus 16, 19. Bible says, And Moses said, Let no one leave any of it till the morning. He was giving them instructions about the manna. Hmm? He said, Manna will fall twice a day. In the morning and in the evening. Hmm? That if it falls, gather what you need, not more than what you need. And on the Sabbath day, he said, manna will not fall because it's the day of rest. But the day before the Sabbath day, he said, you will have not only the portion for, for the day before the Sabbath, you will also have the portion to use on the Sabbath. So you don't have to go out and work in gathering. <laughs> that is, you will not have to go and labor, labor in gathering the physical food that falls on Sabbath, which I will not let it fall because that day is not a day of labor. Are you getting what he's saying here? So in verse 20, Bible now says, notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses because the people are long throat. A wolf people, they don't know that a wolf can run their belly. Bible says, they did not eat the instruction Moses gave them, but some of them left part of it until morning. And what happened to it? He said, it bred worms and stank. That is, worms started coming from the food. And the food that God gave them started to sink. It started to sink, rather. You see, that thing which you are looking for, so desperately, so desperately, even it, it will stink. Worms will enter it. You don't understand. God is saying, if all you look for are things on this earth, perishable things, he said they will not matter. They are going to stink and they are all going to die. And the eaters of the food, the Bible said they even died. If you see verse 49 of the book of John chapter 6, we are reading. Bible says, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. So the people who eat physical food, they will die. That's what Jesus is saying. He said, but there is a different kind of food. Perishable versus eternal. He said, the food that I want to give you, the bread that I really am, and it's me I want to give you. I don't want to give you something. I want to give you me. Kapata. Belokatos here. There's one song I sing a lot. I sing that song a lot. As I give me you, everything else can wait. Ah! Give me you. 
and I hope that I'm not too late. You see, when you get Jesus, you get the full package. You get all that you can ever have. All you will ever need. All, all, not some, all. Jesus said, see, look for the one that is not perishable. I am the one who is everlasting. I am the one who is not perishable. By nature, I am the one you should chase. Verse 63 of this same John chapter 6. Bible says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. By nature, by nature, by nature. This food that is not perishable, this one that is eternal, is actually spiritual in nature. It is not physical. If it is physical, it too will perish. So the first thing we see about the nature of the bread of life, which Jesus was alluding to in verse 35, where he said, I am the bread of life. He who eats of me will never hunger again. And he who eats of me will never test again. This bread is not physical bread. It is spiritual in nature. Number two, this bread is symbolic of the word of God. As usual, when Jesus uses this kind of expressions, he uses it symbolically. He's saying this bread that I'm talking about is not a thing. It is me. And I am the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. He says, I want to give you me. I want you to have me. Not what I have. Have me. I am the word of God. Remember Matthew chapter 4. Huh? Matthew 4. Uh, the place where Jesus was being tempted by, by Satan. Right? Let me go there. Close by. Remember Matthew 4. Let me read from verse 1 for those of us who are not familiar with this. Well, says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Hmm? Now, when the tempter came to him, and the tempter comes to all, when we are hungry, when we seek something, when we need something legitimately, legitimately you have reached the age to marry so it is legitimate that you seek to marry you have reached the time to enter university it is legitimate that you seek to enter university you have reached the stage in your life where you need to get a job it is legitimate for you to get a job you are that place in life where you need to have a child it is legitimate for you to want to have a child but be careful. That's when the devil strikes you the most. And divert your, your attention from what you need, from who you need, into what you need. So exactly what the devil was trying to do here. So he went to Jesus and says, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said to him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone not physical bread alone yes I need physical bread but that's not all I need 
say, both by every word, word that proceeds, that is continuously coming forth from the mouth of God, that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is how I will have life. That is how I will have life by the proceeding word. That is what gives this true life. So when Jesus was saying, I am the bread of life, he's speaking about the proceeding word of God. That you've got to carry this proceeding word of God. Number three, because this word is eternal. We are addressing the nature of this bread of life. Number one, it is spiritual. Number two, it is symbolic of the word of God. Number three, this bread is eternal. Just as the word of God is. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but not a single jot of the word of God will go unfulfilled. He said, the flower withers, the grass fades. He said, but the word of God abides forever, forever and ever. O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. This word is eternal. This word is Jesus Christ. He said, I want to give you me. That's what I want to do. Those who eat this eternal word receive eternal life. Unlike those who eat the perishable food. We saw earlier that even those who ate manna that rained from heaven, they still died. But those who eat of Jesus, who eat the flesh and drink the blood of Jesus, the Bible says they are eternal. You know, after Jesus preached this argument, the Bible says people left him. All this multitude, after Jesus told them about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, everybody said, what, what is this man talking about? Has he gone mad? How can he be telling us to eat his flesh and drink his blood? They didn't know that Jesus, as usual, was still speaking symbolically. Symbolically. That if you need to, to eat the all of me to have eternal life, you need the word to abide in you. And you need to abide in the word for you to have eternal life. And speaking about abiding, we will do more of that next week. My time is running out, so I'm not going to go into that area today. Jesus was saying, those who eat of this life-giving bread, this life-giving bread, he said, you will not die. You will not. Oh, what kind of death was he speaking about? You know, last week we spoke about life and death. And we told you about the different kinds of death and the different kinds of life. So the kind of death he's speaking about here is eternal death. He said, if you eat of this bread, you will not taste of the eternal death. You remember what we said about the eternal death, the second death that is going to hell. Hmm? You will not need to go to hell because vicariously, Jesus had gone to hell. And the Bible said so. That Jesus went to hell and he took the keys and he released the captives and he woke up on the third day. So he has done it for us. He's saying, you will not have to do it because I have done it for you. I have experienced second death so that you will experience second birth and never have to deal with second death. So he said, if you take me, if you receive me into your life, if you take this bread from heaven, the true bread from heaven, not manna that arranged from heaven, but what that manna was symbolizing, which is Christ the Lord, he who came from the Father. He said, if you take me, you will never have to taste the second death. 
You are going to live forever. Because on the resurrection morning, I'm going to wake you up. And he said a lot of it in this Matthew, I mean in this John chapter 6. Plenty times. So Jesus is saying, take me. Don't take what I have to offer. Because in me, you will get more than you can ever require. More than you will ever need, you will get it. If you come to me, if you abide in me, you will get more than what you ever need. Verse 54 of the same book of John chapter 6, as I wrap up. So whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. That is the blood of the new covenant. You know, he was speaking through the teaching of Apostle Paul in our first Corinthians chapter 11 where we read the Lord during Holy Communion. He says, see, this is the blood of the new covenant. Drink. And anytime you drink it, anytime you eat of this bread, he said, you are proclaiming that the fact that I came and died and I'm coming again. So that's what you're doing. You are internalizing my entire essence into you. You are identifying with me. You are having communion with me. You are communing with me. He said, if you drink this blood and eat this flesh, he said, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. The person who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, that is the person who takes the entirety of me. You take me, flesh and blood. You have life eternal. Life eternal. I am the bread of life. I am he who comes from the Father. And therefore, he who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. He who believes in me shall never thirst. Whatever you are chasing is inside of me. If you take me, you take that. But if you chase that, you will get a substitute from elsewhere. And after you take it from them, you will not have eternal life. So Jesus is saying to you believers today, what are you looking for? I know you are truly hungry for something. And I am not a callous father. I know you need what you are looking for. You are not looking for it because you are carnal. You are looking for it because you need it. But don't let it fool you. I'm the one you need. I am the river of life you should drink from. I am the bread of life that you should eat. You should eat it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, at night, 24-7. I want to stay inside of you. I want my flesh and your flesh to be united. I want my blood to flow inside of you. So that you can indeed have the Zoe, the life of God. I am the one who brings that kind of life. And you will never experience it until we are one. We become one when I come inside of you. When your life and my life cannot be differentiated. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. The more of him that we have inside of us, the more of him we can show to the world. The more of him we become as we behold this world, which is the bread of life. As we look into that word, the Bible says we are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, we are being transformed progressively by him, the bread of life, who is the word of God. 
as he abides in us and we abide in him we can do so much more our partnership becomes potent powerful and impactful brethren i invite you today to quit chasing things and start chasing him i know that you are chasing him but maybe you are chasing him because of what he can offer he wants to offer more than you're asking he wants to give you the entire bank account he wants to give you the entire thing that he represents the bread of life the bread of life will you bow your heads as we wrap up this morning and say bread of life i want you i want you yes i want the things that i need but i put them down now so that i may have you so that i may have you you do you want to cry to jesus this morning do you want to cry this morning to jesus i say lord it's you i want it's you i want ah everything else can wait it's you i want it's you i want for your glory i will do anything i will do anything for your glory i don't want to chase things anymore i want to chase after you i want to chase after you i want to be like you i want your totality to be expressed in me i lay everything else that i desire i lay it aside i lay it aside that i may chase you rather pray Grown in the spirit. I want to hear you grown in the spirit. I want to connect with you in the spirit. Grown in the spirit. Grown. Grown and ask for him. Ask for him. Ask that he may fill you. He's the bread of life. If he fills you, you will not be hungry again. Every need you can ever ask will be met in him. And even much more. In addition to giving you all that pertains to life and godliness, you will partake of what it means to follow Jesus. You will be a privileged person to be counted as those who will suffer for him, but those who will also be glorified for him. Because as we suffer with him, we will also be glorified with him. When he is glorified, we are glorified. When he is lifted, we cannot be hidden. When Christ is projected, we cannot become obscure. Pray indeed that it will fill you bread from heaven fill us till we want no more fill us till we no longer have hunger bread from heaven the true bread of heaven fill our cup lord jesus fill our cup with your spirit fill our cup with your word fill us entirely from head to toe let us carry you in the name of jesus christ blessed be the name of the lord Blessed be the name of the Lord, because we are filled. The Bible says, for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed. He said, because they shall be filled. As we hunger and thirst this morning, as we hunger and thirst for you all through April, as we hunger and thirst for you in our walk with you, we shall be filled in accordance with the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Come and put your hands together for Jesus and bless his holy name. God bless you. I pray that indeed will be those who carry Jesus and those who will feed others with what we carry, the bread of life. Put your hands together for Jesus and listen to the announcements that come after us. God bless you. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 Stroke 42 Imam Dowder Street off Eric Moore, Lagos. God bless you.